Welcome to the Real Life Podcast with Kurt and Katie Adkins. We believe everyone was born with the ability to create the life they desire. On today's episode, we're going to be discussing what it means to live in the flow being a cooler, a closer, or a cleaner. This is season two, episode 16. Good day in the flathead. Couple days now before the new year. It was a good Christmas. We had a lot of fun. Big capital F-U-N. That's kind of what we're choosing to do. Yeah, everything was fun that day except for the Celtics losing. But, but it's still, early in the season. But still, it was fun to watch the Celtics play. Even though you got a little irritated a couple of times, it was still nice to see KD back out on the court. And even it was yeah, when Kevin Durant's in the zone, it's you don't you don't beat him, right? And that's just that's some of what makes him a such a winner is that when he's in that zone, he's there's really not a whole lot you can do and. You just hope the next time Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum are in the zone and not him. Right. Or even Marcus. We are even seeing some blue sky today, which is always nice. The snow's melting off. We did get a nice white Christmas, but the snow's starting to melt off a little bit because we're almost 40 degrees. So it's nice to see the blue sky and the birds flying and life happening. We're getting ready to go on a road trip. It's going to be fun. To warm. Warmer. Well, it better be warm. Warmer and funner. Funner? Is funner even a word? Well, no, I don't know. How can it be more funner than what we already do? I know. I know. Chasing you around, that's always fun. Right. <laughs> it's always good Good times. It is. So, tell We've, me about today. What do you want to know about today? The topic, honey. We're, we're kind of free rolling here. We're going to talk about the zone. You mentioned it with KD, Kevin Durant. Yeah, let's talk about getting in the zone, what it's like. Yesterday, Tom Brady, he was in the zone, breaking records for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, clinching their playoff spot. It's always good to... Like a genuine champion. KD talks about Tom Brady, I think, nearly every week. I know, because it's interesting. It's interesting if you look at the Bucs, haven't been in since 2007. And they're back into the playoffs. So that's good. It'll be interesting to see how far they go. And if Tom Brady just continues to take it to the next level. Tom and I have a lot in common. So I don't mind that you talk about it. He's he's married to a supermodel. I'm married to a supermodel. I got a a hot main dish and a hot side dish as my wife, Katie's, both of those. (laughs) I can't believe you just said that. Also, today's a big day because Kurt is competing in the – fantasy football championship against our nephew for how many times have you been in the big game honey how many years out of well, how I, many we've done it i have a chance to win the fourth out of eight years so that's not bad and he's the only other one that's been competitive right so, nothing against the rest of you katie but right you you made a comment the other day and you said we go off of reality while other people in our league go off of emotion <laughs> I guess that's what sets a winner apart. That is. When you're in the zone, you go off of reality, right? Well, there's like seven of the fans or whatever in the league are such huge Viking fans that they don't 
you know, they all have Viking players and they, it's, it's just interesting. Being that I'm not really a football fan to begin with, I just, I go off of what the numbers tell you who's going to win. I'm not, I don't really have a team. Right. It'll be interesting to see what happens. So if Russell Wilson throws a good game today and Woods catches a good game for the Chargers, it looks like Kurt's going to be reigned the champ. So that's exciting. It's really, it's really close. It's so, fun. In regards to the zone, do you think you get in the zone when it comes to playing your uh, fantasy football league? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I don't think that's anything to do with the zone. But that's that's also being a winner is that you can decipher emotion versus the reality. So you're not, you know, in any of the things playing blackjack or any of those things, you you get rid of the emotion and just play in the reality, and you don't get too high and too low. And that's why I can go and not lose significant money and always pretty much win money at blackjack, but not win big because I don't, I don't play the emotion. Right. I just play consistent and what the numbers dictate. So you've now started reading the book relentless by Tim Grover that I just finished. And what part we talked about it today a little bit. Do you want to talk a little bit about the zone? Oh, it's a great, it's a great book. I think that's pretty interesting how it talks that everybody has a, dark side uh, uh kind of like darth vader he dark. calls it like well it would be like darth vader because darth vader was both sides i mean he started off in the light and then went to the darkness went to the dark side and allowed his dark side to overtake him and control him and so when he talks about like michael jordan and those guys and all the great really great players he calls them cleaners they all have a dark side that when they they tap into it. They're pretty much unstoppable. Is that what you got out of it? Cause you read it already. Oh yeah. I loved how it talked about, it talked about filtering that, that side that actually a lot of, I think that he said a lot of people who would be deemed people who struggle with addiction actually have the potential to go off and be cleaners in life. If they could just funnel that all in dark side into whatever positive thing they're trying to gain. And I thought that, that that was very interesting how it talked about um, certain athletes, most cleaners, if they're a cleaner in the athletic arena, they're at some point a scandal breaks about them because you can only be so good for so long right. if, you're, if you're in that intensity of a level. And I just thought that that was an interesting thing to look at. And then I started to think about all the greats and I started to go that, you know, they're really – if you look at at all of the greats who have achieved greatness and are out of the arena now, there probably is some kind of a scandal that has broke. And it really talked about and broke down the Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And that if you can learn how to funnel and utilize Mr. Hyde that everybody has, then you can go out and you can dominate. Right, because the Dr. Jekyll is the one that, stays within the boundaries and the rules what you know and this is operating in the spirit when you're operating and that's how i see it is when you're operating by the spirit you're not operating by the world's rules and stuff you're you're creating your own boundaries so what other people would deem as impossible you you make possible when you operate in the spirit when you just let it flow because inside your your inner being you were born to win in every area of your life. So if you tap, when you tap into that, that's when those things happen. And in sports, it's, you know, Kevin Durant having a 19 point quarter or whatever, or, 
you know, Steph Curry having amazing games or even LeBron James when they get into the zone. I hate to say LeBron James, but it's true. When they get into the zone, they get into the zone. Well, and even uh, I just saw a funny clip on ESPN and Steph Curry made 105 three-pointers in a row. And they interviewed Steve Kerr about how he felt about it. And he said, he just must have lost his focus at 106. And I just got a, I just had to laugh about that because he had to have been in the zone to be able to make 105 three-pointers in a row. I mean, that is just being in the flow and kind of what Quantum World talks about, designing the matrix and making everything line up. And so mental toughness comes when you can stay in that matrix and you can expand the length that you're in that matrix, or you can expand the intensity that you could pull from that matrix. Like in the two-minute warning when Tom Brady comes back, I think it was against the Eagles. Wasn't it the comeback quarter against the Eagles? I don't one remember. of the biggest quarters in the um, in the history of football, and it was just twenty some points. Boom! Then they won the Super Bowl. Was it the Eagles? It might have no, been the Falcons. Because Nick Foles. It was the Falcons. Him. I think it was the Falcons. Yeah, Matt Ryan. I think maybe that game. Yeah. Anyway, it was a. It, it's just interesting to think of when you know somebody can come out and have forty points in a quarter, just getting into that zone, and that's why the practice and being intentional in our day-to-day life and visualizing it right when you visualize it you're going to be successful you'll be successful so you'll get in the zone we're talking a lot about sports but this applies to every area of your life when you when you're intentional and you focus or meditate or whatever you want to call it or visualize you know success and what it feels like and that's what's interesting grover did say that in the book that it's uh he lists three categories of people is the the coolers, which are the good people that accomplish good things. The closers are the ones that accomplish great things on occasion. And the cleaners are the ones that are great all the time. And that's, you know, what's very interesting about that is he said the difference between the closer and the cleaner is the, uh, the cleaners going by what it feels like, not the accolades he's going to get from it. So even when, you know, Dr. Joe Dispenza and these people talk about meditating, visualizing on different things, most of them talk about meditating on a feeling versus an object. So you, you know, like people talk, oh, I want to win the lottery, blah, blah, blah. They don't meditate on the feeling of having peace and joy or what security or whatever that would give. Because when you meditate on those things, you might not go out and physically win the lottery but you'll have but different you'll avenues have, and avenues open up in your life that right, will produce that. Right. You'll create that. Yes. And so when you meditate and focus and visualize on whatever it would be that you would feel from winning the lottery, that's a good example. If, if it was security and you were to meditate on what does security feel like and you just visualize it and take the time with deep breaths and, you know, and just really, really picture that feeling and what that feels like in your body, that's what your life will produce. And that's how, that's how these greats, all of the greats spend time visualizing. Right. They visualize the ball going into the hoop. Russell Wilson, great example. He visualizes the last two minutes of every game or whatever, having a comeback, which I think he should visualize having a blowout. Because if you visualize blowing out the team, then he might not have to worry about a comeback. But 
Russell and I can talk about that sometime. Right. I know it bothers you. We've talked about this several different times. I think it's awesome, though, that he's got his mind because if you look at his statistics and the comeback history, he's one he's of like the best. He's like a comeback kid. Right. And so You can't count him out because of it. Right. And so it it's like I'm always curious as to, man, I wonder if, if somebody – well, Larry Bird's a great example of what was it, 1986, the three-point contest where – was it 1986? Anyway, I don't know. it was the third time that he won it in a row. He won it, but the best thing is, if you go to YouTube and you look at the clip, he's still wearing his warm-up jacket, and he never looks at the ball and when he, he shoots it. And he walks off the court before the last one's even through the hoop, knowing that he won. And he told the other people when he showed up, "Who's going to finish second? Right, right. And he just and he didn't look confidence. at he didn't he put the ball up, never looked at where it went. Whether it clanked off the rim or went in the hoop, he was already grabbing the next ball. He never looked. Right. He had already visualized it. And thinking about how I, I read a great story about Michael Jordan and how all the teams that played the Bulls in their Bulls dynasty era were in the locker room preparing for a game, trying to figure out their strategy of, of what they were going to do. And so right before the game would start, Michael would always go into the locker room. So the last thing that they were focused on was the fact that Michael Jordan just walked in and it completely threw him for the game. Completely threw him yeah, for the game. That was a mental. And I just thought that that's a also play. a thing that, that, that the zone does. The greats do it. The greats have the ability to take control over not only their situation, but to get in the heads of other people that they're competing against. And so... Because Larry Bird used to do it pretty interesting too. He would tell the guy... I'm going to fake to the right and go to the left and score on you. And then he would. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Several players, when you watch documentaries on it, talk about it, that bird would tell you what he was going to do. I'm going to shoot from over there and I'm going to make that shot, that three point shot from over there. Right. When I come down, I'm going to get the ball over here and I'm going to score. Well, and didn't he tell was a John Stockton in the first game, John Stockton played against Larry bird. He said right before the start of the game, he said, I'm going to have 43, by the end of the third quarter and he had 43 by the end of the third quarter and he sat out the fourth. Right. And I think that was John. I don't know if it was John Stockton. It was whoever broke his Indiana high school records that he said, I'm going to show you who's really better. Oh, Sean Kemp. Oh, Sean Kemp. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to show you who's really better. You think you're good now, but I'm going to show you what the next level is. Right. Just the greats. And so we're excited. We've been talking a lot about the flow and really, Okay, what can we do in our life? What are the what are the areas of in our life that we want to develop the flow? We want to expand the flow and we want to embrace it. And so that's kind of why we decided this is a great conversation because not only Kurt and I having this conversation, but other people chewing on it also. It just takes another depth and another dynamic to really what it's like to go out and take total control of your life. And so And that's that Grover says tapping into the dark side. I don't see it like that. I think it's tapping into the light into who you truly are. And so when you tap into that, that you, your whole life explodes. And so for us, we've talked about it on the, the three legged stool of success or whatever, the mind, body, and spirit that this, when you tap into your spirit, when you tap into that inner being that is connected to the entire cosmos great things happen. And when you tap into that and you begin to visualize and meditate or whatever on these or prayer, whatever you want to call it on what these great things are and, 
your whole life changes. And from our own personal experience, that's a hundred percent true. There's not an example that we don't have an example in the last five years where we can say when we did this, it didn't work. Right. Anytime we've done it, it's worked. Right. And we were talking about glimpses in our past of times that we've tapped in without even trying to tap in. And I think everybody listening to this right now can think of a time when everything that they touched just moved, that they just naturally, all of a sudden their their body took over and their mind, it was just, your body was moving faster than your mind had the ability to comprehend. We were listening to that great song where Peter Chris did an amazing drum solo. On the first Kiss Alive. And I turned um, to you and I said. 100,000 years if you want to look it up on iTunes or whatever. That's the song on Kiss Alive, the very first one where he does an incredible drum solo. And I said he had to have been in the zone there because there's no way that his mind could have worked fast enough to move his hands so many steps ahead to make that happen. And his feet. And his feet. I mean, it was really incredible. And so now that we've been talking about it, now we're just seeing different different examples of it. And I love that, that we can actually see that. And the more that we choose to feed ourselves the more our eyes get open to being able to then see it in other places. And so what are you the most excited about over the next 2021? Chasing you around and expanding that zone. Ex- yeah, expanding the zone. Absolutely. <laughs> Getting in the flow. That's what I'm excited about. I'm, I'm real and I'm honest. Last week we talked about sex, so I might as well. Keep it real. All Kurt thinks about. <laughs> no, I think about sports too, but sex and I think about money and I think about helping people. I know. But <laughs> the majority is just fun. It's just good to have fun. What are you the most excited about other than me chasing you around? Well, I like, I like getting chased. I'm excited to just see the, continue to see the boundaries of our life expand now that we're applying, you know, 75 hard has been such a great, reboot a great center for us to kind of go and see where we want to expand in what areas of our life and kind of what our tactical guide to do that is by Um, adding the meditation by adding the meditation has been huge um and so i guess that's probably what i'm the most excited about is just being able to look back even six months from now especially as we go into launching and kicking off this second business and seeing us utilize the time management and just getting more and more and more into the flow. Right, because we hired somebody the other day for our new business, and uh, and they know the other business are going to help a little bit with the painting too, at least initially. And he's like, oh, man, we're going to be so busy. And I kept thinking, busy? I don't know if it's busy or it's just utilizing your time. Everybody has the same hours in the day. So it's the difference. I get it. Yeah, we're going to be busy and it's going to be a step up in the world's view of it. But when you know you're going to win and you have you don't even you don't even have any it doesn't it's not like a big deal. Right. It's not like, oh, man, I'm going to be so exhausted at the end of this week. It's like, no, I'm going to be winning even more at the end of next week. Right. It's just that mind shift, that switch. And I think that's being in the mind, body and spirit. So you're in the zone. In the danger zone, <laughs> right? What movie I don't even was know that? that song. It was some kind of a movie that I want to say it was in the eighties. Anyway, you know, and that's the fun—is that tapping into that? 
and visualizing it. And I think anybody that's listening to this can say, okay, what's, you know, take what Joe Dispenza and those guys say and, you know, just, just visualize, just take the moment, even, even a minute and try and attempt to visualize what the feeling is that you will have if you accomplish this goal. Right. And the thing that a lot of people get, because you might not accomplish that, I'll just finish that. You might not accomplish the actual goal that you're talking about, but you'll accomplish something maybe even greater that gives you that feeling because your spirit will begin to just expand the boundaries of what's possible. Right. And a lot of people get hung up and they go, Oh my gosh, I tried to meditate or I tried to visualize and I could only hold my thought for 30 seconds. And so I'm a failure. And what I'd say is that's a great success because we all start somewhere. And even the greats, the people who work on mastering, even if you listen to Joe Dispenza, even, even today, he'll talk about how he still has some days where 10 or 15 seconds and then having to get back on track because it's just part of the process. And so rather than what's the other neuroscientist that we just listened to that was on Lewis Howe. Rather than being hard on ourselves. Because he was a really good one, too. You know, there's a lot of these guys. The Wim Hofs is a neuroscientist, but it's the same concept. Yeah, don't don't beat yourself up if, you don't, if you're not hugely successful. The more you do it, the better you get. It's the thousand-hour rule. The more you do anything, the better you are at it. So the more you do in your job, the better you are at it. The more you talk to people, the better you are at it. The more you work on remembering people's names when you meet them, the better you are at it. The more, whatever it is, the more you do of something that the thousand hour rule always applies. Andrew Huberman. Andrew Huberman? Yeah. And it was October 7th and 14th or something. Or... October 5th and 16th, I think. But Just recently, if you check it out on Lewis Howe's. Episode 1015 and episode 1016. I thought personally that 1016 was a lot more applicable for me than the first part, but it's fascinating stuff, especially when you think about the pathways and the transmitters and really how your body kind of like records. So when you start something new and you're not that good at it, the next night, the next day when you rest is actually, it's when it's writing code for you to then get better. And so that is the total principle of the 10,000 hour is the more that you, the more code you write and the more efficient you are in writing code, the more. And that's the cells and the muscles and everything right. in your body that whatever it is. Right. Yeah. It can be, it can so be. So when you say, when she's language, saying code, be, she's talking right. like. It's reprogramming your DNA pretty much to operate the way that you want to and build a life that you want to design. Which is awesome. Right. And so, I mean, it's fascinating and it's exciting. And I think, man, if more people would embrace this truth and this reality, imagine the empires that people could build. Imagine the marriages that people could have if they would just be like, you know, I'm going to be intentional about changing the way that we behave towards each other so that it creates that pull and that dynamic of just being flirty and fun and flirtatious and chasing each other around. So many people say, Oh, I've been married for 15 years and it's, you know, marriage is just marriage now. And it's like, no, Kurt and I are intentional and we're like, we're having more fun at 15 years than 
we had at 14 years <laughs> and we're getting more and more because we're being intentional about that's when i said building earlier i said this is my main dish and my side dish is because she's my wife and my girlfriend and i'm more your girlfriend than your wife a lot of the time because we don't want to get hung up we don't want to get hung up in the whole husband Chores. and wife thing honeydew lists <laughs> not but those are good too so it's when you when you realize hey it's the same thing and you can just have fun like still treat her like she's your girlfriend, like you're still chasing her because there's you, you listen to these other neuroscientists that talk about that when you're, when you're on the chase, it produces different chemicals in your body. Right. And you just naturally feel more excited and happy. And I can't wait to get back together. I can't wait to see you again. Like I remember when we were first dating and I'd show up at your work and I'd write you a little note and put it on your car. It was like just a reminder that I can't. I'm so excited to see you again. That was fun. It was fun. I was just thinking. I was just thinking about one other thing, and it's uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, Joel Osteen. His mom, a few years back or whatever, had cancer, and you know she was deemed terminally ill or whatever, and she put pictures around her house on it. Because this is relevant. And so the only reason I'm explaining this is this is how you how you really feel better if you're sick and how your body changes that and how you don't stay sick. And so a lot of people that might be listening to this, like, you don't understand, I've got this issue or I've got that issue. And the and what she did, and this is this is one great example, is she put pictures around her house of when she was young and vibrant and healthy. And she would look at those pictures all the time. So and they were all over. Like so then she way. would look at them and then that would cause her to remember the cellular memory in her body would produce that feeling that she felt like when she was young and vibrant or whatever. And so the same thing can be done without the pictures. You would just meditate on what it feels like or visualize what it feels like to feel good. Right. What is that feeling to have an abundance of energy without you know, multiple energy drinks or a coffee. What is that feeling to have when you can, when you just get up and you're just conquering the world and you don't have a runny nose or whatever it is, or, or you're dealing with serious health issues like runny nose isn't a serious health issue. It could be, but it's not necessarily. So if you had, and I'm just saying this is a, this is my own personal experience and also what a hundred percent believe spiritually and I think science backs it up that when you have something serious ailment, we can say even COVID, if you were to spend time on meditating, man, I'm wonderfully and perfectly made. I feel wonderful. This is what it feels like to feel wonderful. My body has every ability to fight off anything that's coming at me. All right. my cells operate 100% better yeah. than I could imagine. You know, and then just even the uh, when when Christ said or whatever, get into peace and joy, that's getting into that eternal state of of being getting into that spiritual uh, Grover says it in the book about getting into your heart. It's the same. That's how he calls it. Getting into the zone is getting into your heart and tapping into that inner being while it's tapping into the spirit, tapping into your soul, not. And that soul and that spirit will tell you, you're perfectly made. You're wonderfully made. You're healthy. Nothing can overtake you. You determine what your life looks like. 
You determine how long your life is. You determine all that. And the truth of it is you do determine it. So other than like freak accidents and stuff, I can't go there, but you do determine it. If you get sick and stuff, you've determined it long before that. Right. And I'm not saying that to be mean or harsh, but we can all reprogram that. We right. can all reprogram our DNA to say, I'm going to live healthy. I'm going to be prosperous. I'm going to win in every area of my life. Right. And I'm going to have wonderful relationships, you know, because people like me, gosh darn it. Little Stuart Small <laughs> from Saturday Night Live. I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. And doggone it, people like me. And I'm not sure how I got into the health thing. I just think it's this well, it's time important. of year. It's important. We can talk about you know, having great financial rewards and all that kind of stuff. But if you're, if you're sick and not feeling good, how do you change that? Right. You meditate and you think about how it feels like to feel good. Absolutely. And you will begin to feel good. And I know that from personal experience and we've seen it with other people. And so. It's exciting really that we have absolute, absolute, Control over everything in our life. We create a hundred percent of what our life looks like. Right. And then most of the time we're creating it days and weeks and months and years before it actually becomes our life. So what we're thinking about now about the peace and joy comes into fruition. Eventually it might be the very next day and it might be a year down the road. The more you do it, the more it comes into fruition. And the quicker it comes into fruition. But if you're thinking, I'm going to be sick, you know, I got these family issues and everybody in my family has this, eventually you get that bullshit. And if you say, man, I'm just perfectly made and wonderfully made and I'm going to live healthy and at 80 years old, I'm going to be as good as Abraham was, you know, having kids or whatever, you know, which basically means still having the spark in life. Right. So... We wish everybody a happy new year. Yeah, we're excited for the closeout of 2020 and really excited for embracing 2021. And just remember, you can create everything that your heart desires. And so think about what it is that you want to create and then start implementing the things to make it happen. God bless you and we'll see you in 2021. If you like what you heard today, please share it. Kurt and my desire is to have millions of people hear this message that we have all been created to create. You can also check out our book, What If? 15 Topics Worth Discussing for Lifelong Happiness on Amazon.com. Thank you again and have a blessed day.